Welcome to Balance Do. Thank you for joining us. We couldn't do this without you, so I pray you continue to support our endeavors while we take this journey together during these very troubled times. And please keep in mind that these aren't the opinions or ideas of Balance Do. So that being said, in this episode, I'm going to explain what my vision of economic harmony is. A lot of people have been asking me that. And uh, uh, first and foremost, I'm a candidate for mayor. And uh, I'm the candidate they don't want you to know about. But uh, if you research me on the internet, you'll see that uh, I've spoken uh, incessantly on the economic harmony. And uh, I test that that's what we need in Seattle. That's that's the philosophy I'm running on. Um, it's the component that we as Seattleites need to use as a construct, you know, to get us back on track for the big comeback. And my goal is to inspire and, you know, coalesce the people around the fact that, you know, you, the cust- consumer, the customer, have all the power, not big business. They just throw the money around to subvert the truth tellers and, you know, to keep the politicians in check and, you know, the ones that you think are working for you. But just look around. Does it look like they're working for you? Look around, look around. You know, they are the liaison that keeps these big business guys, you know, making these enormous amounts of wealth, you know, while not being so honest to the public. You know, that way you stay broke while they stay rich, get richer, and laugh all the way to the bank together. And they really got a lot of nerve to complain about getting taxed right now, you know. Paying their fair share, you know. They just, they don't want to pay their fair share. They just want to take, 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 take. While you have to work two or three jobs just to make ends meet. And on top of that, you paying higher interest rates on loans car, home, house, business, they get everything and we get nothing. And if you don't wise up, it's going to continue to get worse. And you can't have economic harmony like that. You know, all this division and conspiracy theories works well for the rich. They profited over $96 billion during this pandemic. And now we're asking for a uh, uh, capital gains tax for uh, those that profit, if I'm not mistaken, 250000 profit to pay a percentage of that tax so that your children can have better child care, you know, better schooling and stuff. And, and, and all that means is just, you know, maybe them uh, sacrificing uh, an extra house or a yacht or extra mistress or whatever, you know. The greed that these guys have is, is, is insatiable. It's a thirst that just can never be satisfied. And now what you have is a lot of these crockpot politicians keeping them rich. And that's why I'm running. It's, it's without fair and equitable representation in the media, it's hard for, for blacks to get, uh, to get uh, business, get their businesses off the ground, get their businesses going tell their stories Um, you just get drowned out you you have to have uh, equitable uh, media and uh, equitable uh, access to capital 
Now the media, they try to make the decisions for you, who you should uh, uh, vote for, you know. Before the politicians even say anything, they, they were publishing stories on his. These are the, the top tier politicians, you know, and uh, a lot of people that were uh, in that uh, voucher program, they never even got a chance to, to get any words out or anything. The media didn't even cover any of them at the time. So peep the game, folks. You know, we, we are the consumers, and, and that's part of my... Uh, policy agenda too to let the people know you are the ones with the power if we can just stick together we can subvert this and get a, a more uh, equitable share of the wealth you know that all this drama and, and uh, polarization that works to the advantage of the rich and they got the politicians in the back pocket that, that uh, are helping them uh, with the uh, polarization you know, that lust for power is, is insatiable too, you know. And it's not always what they want to, you know, do for you. It's uh, what they can do for themselves. And we've seen in D.C. a perfect example of, uh, of politicians that really don't don't care about the people as much. They care more about themselves and lining their pockets and keeping the rich rich. Now, the top 1% own close to 50% of all the wealth. I've been... Uh, expressing that in interviews and, and stuff and with my policy agenda. And you can't have economic harmony like that. With the middle class being squeezed out, you can't have a healthy economy with, without uh, middle, a thriving middle class. And the top 1% complaining about the capital gains tax. You know, I'm going to keep repeating that over and over again, reiterating that. When the poor get charged higher interest rates on home loans, car loans, business loans, uh, insurance rates uh, and the divisiveness in this country it works to their advantage and and because it drowns out voices like mine you know voices of truth you know when when I'm telling you that you as a citizen have all the power and if we stick together we can subvert this insatiable greed and that transcends color you know uh but you guys are going to have to fight for me. You're going to have to support me. You know, and then we can overcome this. But we, we got to do it before it's too late. You know, these tech guys have a lot of money. And uh, they've made a lot of money off selling people's privacy. And a lot of these rich corporations, uh, they, don't, they don't invest back into the minority communities as it relates to the amount of consumer dollars that they have received from minorities. And now all we're asking for is equal rights as it pertains to transparency and accountability. For you to pay your fair share of taxes and infuse some of that revenue back into the minority communities. That's it. Now it might mean, like I said, you might have to sacrifice a, a, a house or two, you know, or a yacht, you know, uh, so that we can repair the roads and bridges and improve the transportation increase child care assistance and affordable housing you know the same impetus that you and your companies will benefit from as well we can create healthier work environment you know with stable and happy workers you know um, they will work harder for you they'll have more energy and passion and that's what I mean by economic harmony everybody benefit you know uh, we are interested in creating scenarios that benefit everybody if there's a certain segment left out of the economy, then it eventually hurts us all. It's like 
It's like leaving the lyrics out of a song. We're tired of the same old instrumental, man. We want some new voices, some new lyrics, some new instruments. Ones that include all the different sounds. And everybody wants to be heard. You need to understand, we make these people rich. We make them rich. We are the Commonwealth, so there's nothing wrong with us asking for some transparency and accountability. You know, from wondering where all the money that we spend on their business is going. Is it being invested back in the communities of color? If not, then we need to stop buying their products or supporting them, period. Simple as that. We have to stick together, and this transcends color. This is about the money. And the, and the medium to small income earners, no matter what color you are, you are being starved out of the market. We have politicians, they're, they're part of the problem. Homelessness is, is rising all over the country, all over the world. We need to hold these corporations accountable. They get all our money. And the politicians with self-interest help them keep it. All the rhetoric that's coming out of Washington, D.C., from these do-nothing Republicans, all they represent is divisiveness, racism, hypocrisy, and conspiracy theories. That's it. And voter suppression. We need to find out what companies are contributing to the campaign of these racist senators and congressmen, the ones that hate democracy. And we need to get more aggressive with, with dismantling these institutions that foster and nurture and maintain white supremacy. We need to hold these corporations accountable. These same politicians that's been in the game, now all of a sudden they're having a come to Jesus moment to where they tell you they're going to be a, the liaison to solve these problems. If you believe that, good luck. If you believe that, good luck. You're wasting my time and yours. And like I said, I'm a candidate they don't want you to know about. The ones whose voice they want to drown out. These tech companies are basically white companies have, have gotten major investment dollars through your pension funds from hardworking people like yourself. But we ain't seeing that money invested in our business ideas or invested in our neighborhoods. It ain't helping our house, housing market value increase. Where were all these politicians when the redlining was going on and the gentrification? Did they did they speak up? No, they just see an opportunity now to acquire uh, more wealth and power through this uh, homeless problem that we're having. And now, all of a sudden, uh, they have a come to Jesus moment and they're going to solve it. Now, when they've been in office for, you know, uh, as part of the establishment, it's already gotten bad and it got bad under their watch. You got to understand something about these politicians, man. Some of them are like vultures. When they smell blood, they go in for the kill. And it's all because they want power and money. Or their name behind you know, behind something, behind some legislation or something, so they can say they did it all by themselves. I don't I don't know. I'm not gonna say they're all like that. I'm sure there's some good good politicians out there with some good intentions. Maybe I'll get a chance to uh, actually uh, work with, with some of them. But like I said, you know, it, and we share the blame too. Colored people, we, we share the blame too because actually back in the 60s during that uh, civil rights era, black businesses and people of color, their businesses were doing better back then because of uh, segregation. Uh, dollars were uh, being exchanged among people in the community and they all supported each other's businesses and they couldn't go to the white establishment so they went to their 
you know, uh, were, were more supportive of their own uh, own community. It's a shame that that's the reason why they were supportive of their own community. But but people have to understand, you know, uh, we have to support our own too. We just we have to do that, you know. Um, there was a basketball player that uh, was in the news recently, uh, Dominic Wilkins. He went to a restaurant and they. They told him, I don't know the specifics of all of it, but I'm assuming it was a white restaurant because he, uh, they told him that he was, uh, wasn't dressed properly and that they wouldn't serve him and this, that, and the third. And he was uh, obviously upset by that and I can understand why, but hey, man, I wouldn't want to be eating the food of people at the restaurant that don't want me there because I'm black. Go somewhere else because I'm sure there's plenty of other minority businesses you could have went to and, and, uh supported their restaurant they would love to have you there and see that's what I mean quit crying over spilled milk if 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 people don't want your service uh, go somewhere else and I mean you should be supporting your own people anyway in, re- in regards to uh, business but the middle class is getting squeezed out man mom and pop businesses are being squeezed out and this transcends color. We talking about money now, and money is green, baby. And we are the Commonwealth. We are the people that keep these people rich. And it's been oh, way overdue. It's time to frame our own narrative, um, and we can only do that by having our uh, fair share of, uh, of media, getting the, the media dollars. That's that's the, the only way we can do that. That's that's how you keep. That's how you keep stuff fair and equitable. You know, the media affects the politics and the business. Everybody knows that. We need to tell our own stories, pick our own politicians, and, and we need to subvert these racist narratives framing our character in a very negative way. And now they're trying to erase our history. The whitewashing the Capitol Hill riots, as if that didn't happen. Uh, touring, some bad tourists, a few bad tourists. They framed it. Uh, framed it with their own narrative just like you know just like that in that Tulsa riots uh, Five Black Wall Street is a perfect example of that um, they kept it from, from people they didn't want it in the history books they didn't want it in history books they didn't want anybody talking about it nothing they tried to suppress it just like they're trying to suppress the vote uh, just like back in the slavery days when uh, it was against the law for blacks to read books they know that's how they keep the advantage and they, they want to keep you stupid and they want to keep you thinking about conspiracy theories and, and all kind of uh, insignificant garbage. And they want to keep us all hating each other so that that way they can laugh all the way to the bank. They don't care nothing about you. If they really cared about law and order like they claim that they do and most of them ain't served in the military. If they if they did, then uh, they would have supported having that commission to find out what happened with those officers that sacrificed their lives uh, protecting uh, those fake phony politicians. And then when you do try to suppress history, the same thing happens as it did in Tulsa. First, what we need is economic harmony. The only thing we get now is a whole bunch of whitewashing. And a whole bunch of hypocrisy. I think we have to re-examine our history, you know. Um, 
And I say it, I'll say it a hundred times over. I just wonder how, how different that scenario would be if, if Barack Obama was the president. If he incited a melee, told a group of black people, or we'll say Black Panthers were down there protesting and uh, Black Lives Matter and we're at the Capitol disputing the election results. I wonder how that, that would have uh, changed the whole narrative. And then I wonder if them, uh, them racist Republicans then would have would have wanted a commission. You know, it's shameful. I tell you, it's really shameful. We're sitting back watching watching them uh, formulate an autocracy, a dictatorship, and 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 Democrats are uh, not being aggressive enough with it. It's shameful. Shameful. Now, what we need is economic harmony. I'm going to keep preaching that. Uh, economic harmony is, is it's a vision that I have of a more just and equitable society, you know, where everybody thrives, no matter what, what color you are, as it relates to, you know, people reaching their uh, full potential. I envision a harmonious society, you know, where everybody has opportunity, you know. There's a great positive energy in the air. Everybody is active, living a passion-filled life, an atmosphere where people are being kind and, and respectful toward one another, even if they they uh, don't agree, even if they don't have the same belief system. We want everybody to have an economically viable living wage and health insurance. You know, I see the emerald shining again, illuminating even stronger and louder. I see a picturesque an enhanced beauty and the people of Seattle reveling in the newfound prosperity and vibrance of the city. That's what I see. And there may be, there may be some people to say that's not possible. And uh, it may be true in some instances, but why even bother discussing that? What we want to focus on is the positive, you know, which is an important characteristic in achieving harmony. We have to we have to uh, be positive and, and uh, not listen to the naysayers. You know? And, you know, one of the big, the greatest characteristics of harmony is a lot of different elements all working together to create a beautiful song. Music helps bring people together, brings back fond memories, closely associated with love and pain. You know, this pandemic, if anything else, has given us a newfound retrospect as it pertains to who we love, who loves us, newfound appreciation for life, and more of its, you know, simplistic elements, the ones that, you know, we might have previously took for granted. You know, like visiting family, friends, going to events, out to dinner, movies, you know, concerts, breathing fresh air without mask on, you know. And composing a song, you know, the music that brings everybody together, uh, is symbiotic of economic harmony. You know? The plan and philosophy for which we plan to adhere to. There's a temple, tempo in a song, you know, the rate of speed or motion of the activity. I want to bring a faster motion, more, more energy, excitement, and vibrance to the downtown area. I want more foot traffic, events going on outside events, you know, more small to mid-sized businesses thriving in the downtown area. We want to be the epicenter of business. We want, you know, we want a, a good inward and outward flow, you know, improving our transportation system, routes and service to downtown. 
you know, make it more convenient, you know, more easy access, you know. The chorus, you know. Of course, this group of singers repeating that same verse. We will measure the temperament of the people here. What are the concerns of the majority of people? You know, what are they saying? You know, we will listen, monitor, engage, and determine. You know, what songs we need to sing together as it relates to addressing the concerns of the citizens of Seattle. The beat, basic unit of rhythm, the underlying steady pulse of the song. You know, the part that makes you tap your feet. That's what the culture is going to do. You know, that's what the culture is going to do for us. Is that, that bring that spirit, that exuberance, that, that style, you know, the never let them see you sweat. You know, we are the epicenter of understanding. We figured this all out together and we, we built back better. You know, we, we, we did it. You know, we, we, uh, we are the epicenter, you know. People want to learn from us how we were able to to uh, come back as fast as we did. You know? The community working together, the art, the music, the performances, the local shows, the food, the architecture, the beautiful nature, the fresh air. That's our beat, man. That's our culture. That's our brand. The melody. A musically satisfying sequence of notes. It's what brings brings it all together. That would be our unique style, our our rhythm, our right movement, our right pitch, our resolution to issues. We will present it in a very sweet and subtle subtle way. A solution that sounds good to the ears and is good and prosperous to the community. The bridge. It connects the different verses to the chorus. We want to bring people together, you know. Produce the harmony together. Facilitate a harmonious relationship between the corporate and the public sector in terms of, you know, creating some apprenticeships that help help the homeless and the poor transition back to normalcy. We will be the bridge that helps communicate the beauty and value of divergence. We will be the bridge that communicates importance of equality and the value of a more fair and equitable society. An injustice for one is an injustice for all. But I'm going to tell you now, everybody got to sacrifice in order for us to make this happen. Some people might have to step outside of themselves. Now we know there's a mental health crisis going on right now. Everybody needs a mental safe place. A time away from all the noise. A time to reflect and get in tune with, with yourself. Now in order to have this harmony too, we, we like I said, we gotta have that safe place. We got to we got to have that ethical morality too, lines you won't cross, you know, some structure, something to stand for, a fuel for life, a drive, a passion. Cause there will be obstacles. People to try to take you down mentally and physically for a multitude of reasons and it can affect your psyche. If you don't have some solid ground to stand on, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And I'm going to tell you uh, how to find your peace. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to tell you how to find your peace. It's different strokes for different folks, and that's okay. But for me, God is my refuge. By praising God, I, you know, I get extra protection against the devil's warfare. Your praise will 
will make him fight harder for you. Your faith in him during difficult times makes him want to love you even more. You know, I pray praising God gives you a renewed spirit, gives you the power and strength to fight those battles coming from all those different fronts. You know, praising God, like I said, will give you refuge and peace beyond understanding. That reminds me of the uh, scripture, Psalms 511. But let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them ever sing for you. Spread your protection over them so that those who love your name may rejoice in you. Hallelujah. Amen. That concludes today's podcast. Thank you for supporting Balance Do. We're a very known tax exempt nonprofit organization. All proceeds from donations go toward furthering our massive inspiration, positivity, and spiritual guidance, all geared towards strengthening the community. And we definitely need your continued support, whether it's listening to our podcast, reviewing it, sharing it, volunteering, or donating. For more info on upcoming events, podcast programs, and new services, please visit our website at balancedo.org. And remember, we don't bend, we don't break, we keep it together for heaven's sake. Let's take this journey together, folks. And remember, God blesses those that bless others. And listen to advice and accept discipline. And in the end, you will be counted among the wise. Hope to see you soon. Peace and God bless.